0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, High Performance Coach and Breathwork Facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What's up, Coachable family? Welcome back to another episode of the Coachable Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, and today is a treat because I am joined by Danny Morell, a world renowned business strategist and entrepreneur turned life coach and spiritual guide. His companies have been featured in Inc. 500 and Inc. 5,000 as some of the fastest-growing companies in America, and he started as a real estate mogul, building his business up to $1.1 billion, that's with a B, in annual sales before finding his true calling. Since then, Danny has helped thousands of people from around the world unlock their true potential through his coaching programs, seminars, and podcast episodes, and he instills the very principles that he follows as he built his and leveraged his business. And for now, more than two decades, countless people have enjoyed guidance, connection, and transformational power from his teachings. He's discovered the bridge between business and spirituality, true abundance in your finances, relationships, and health. And he's taught thousands of people how to achieve this. And today, we're going to get some of those tips and tricks on how we can do that for ourselves. So Danny, welcome to the Coachable Podcast.
2: I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Okay, so you have found the bridge between business, spirituality, true abundance, relationships, and health. You, okay, I just, we could talk about so many things. We can. Here's where I want to start, because I know that you obviously have been a business strategist for years. You've had a ton of success externally. People look at your life and what you've been able to accomplish, and they're probably like, wow, I want to be like that. But the truth is, and the reality is, we haven't always been where we are. We didn't come out of the womb making money or knowing how to live a healthy lifestyle or knowing how to be in relationship with other people. Can you just give us a little bit of background on your story and how you transitioned into the work that you're doing out of um, being kind of the real estate mogul that you were and getting into more of the spiritual side of business strategy?
2: Yeah. um, And you know it's interesting because um, while you were reading that bio, it feels so uncomfortable to me mm. to, to hear all of that. Sure. Cause I really just want to say everybody, it's just all about your heart. Just get to your heart, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but I will tell you a little bit about my, my, my background. I was about oh, 13 years old when my parents divorced and my mom moved myself and my two younger brothers to California. And we lived in a, a really poor neighborhood. My mother was on welfare, we were, we were really poor. And at 18 years old, I just had this crazy idea. I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to buy my mother a house by the time I'm 21 years old, which is a big thing for me because growing up where we grew up, you know, people that looked like us didn't really like do big things. Right. Everybody was in drugs or in jail or whatever the case may be. And I just said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Next thing you know, by the time I'm 21 years old, I'm buying my mom a house for the first time. And not just like a small rinky dick house. Like we lived in like the nicest area in our city. And I did it through, through selling real estate. But really the way that I did it was by deciding what I wanted my life to be like. Because I didn't realize it back then. But what I do realize right now is that you and I are the creators of our lives. Everything that happens in our lives, we have created it. And that's very difficult for some people to accept right? But once you actually accept it, once you actually realize that everything that you have in your life, whether it's good or bad, you're the one creating it, then you get to start honing in and you get to start changing some of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that have led you to create life as it is so far, Mm -hmm. whether that's in your health, whether that's in your relationships, or in your financial uh, life. And- and, you know, I really started kind of to dial into that. And I thought, you know, I'm going to build a real estate company. And if I can, there's no limits. And I really am the creator. I'm going to do what no one else has done in my area. I'm going to build a billion dollar a year sales business. And I only want to work 10 hours a week in it. And and, and I told maybe two or three people this at the time. And people thought I was absolutely nuts. They were like, how are you going to do that? That's impossible. Right. And sure enough, 10 years later, I, we built a company that did 1.1 billion in annual sales. And I was only working in that business at the time, two hours a week. And, and, and I think again, you know, so many of us because of the energy of the world, we live in a very masculine energy and masculine is about drive and make things happen and set up the systems and organize. Right. And the feminine is all about love and receiving, And I think if you really listen to my goal, I think that because everyone is so attached nowadays to the car that they drive and the clothes that they wear and and the homes that they live in and the, you know, the jets that they fly in. Right. And they see this as success. Right. Right. See this image as success. People don't even know what it is that they want from life. Because they, what they want from life, they've been programmed to want through this image, through social media, through TV, through whatever the case may be. And that's why people are not happy. Mm-hmm. And that's why people are disconnected from their heart and their souls, which means they're disconnected from their families, from their spouses, from their children. Because how could you be connected to another human being if you're not connected to yourself, right? So I think the first thing that started to happen in my transformation was I started to realize I had it all. I literally from the ground up, I built this big Tuscan Italian villa on over an acre of land, 6,000 square feet, single story, the whole thing. And, And then my mom passed away. And a lot of times when people start the awakening process, they have to be brought down to their knees through pain, tragedy, You know, sometimes it's a death in the family. Sometimes it's an illness. Sometimes it's a divorce or separation. Um, Other times it's like outside circumstances like the economy. But that's what happened to me, right? Is that I thought that I was living life to my highest potential because I was successful. I was successful. That's what my mind was programmed to think. But what is successful? What is successful if you have all the money in the world, but you're not happy in your heart? If you're not happy in your relationship, then then what do you really have, you know? And that's where my journey began. And when I began my journey, I did like I do with everything. I go, I went all in and I wanted to find the truth. I wanted to find the truth about life, about myself, about who I was, who we are, about love, about God. Because I no longer would accept what the program, the society was telling us about any of those things was. I wanted to discover the truth for myself, right? And I went on this incredible journey that led me into real deep healing. And that's when I woke up and realized that all along I had been living in my mind based off of desiring and wanting approval, success and power because I never had love in my heart. And what I was looking for my entire life was was love, was connection to myself. And when I did that, and when I found that for myself, you know, back then I used to have this event called Relentless. And we used to hire all these famous people to come speak at the event. And I realized, you know, when you really find your heart, you realize there's nothing to be relentless about because everything you've ever wanted in life, you already have. And so I thought, I can't name it that anymore, you know? And I thought to myself, I gotta name it something different. And and so I started thinking about myself and my process. And I realized like what I did was I awakened. I awakened to the truth of what life is. And so I named the event, Awaken Your Highest Self. And that's when we started. And my mission in life now is just to help people to reconnect to their hearts, uh, to align their masculine and feminine energy, and to understand that for you to be a human being who wants success, you have to have success in the three energies of mastery of life, which is your health, your finances, and your relationships.
1: So much to, I like we could unpack here. I just, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And I can track with you through that story and through that journey. And I can see so many parallels in my own life of chasing things that I thought I wanted and I had been programmed to want only to find that I was just as empty as before. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time I was living in in a penthouse apartment in San Diego, right on the bay, dating a major league baseball player and thought I had it all right. It looked like a on the outside of beautiful life. And in many ways it was, but I was empty and lacking purpose. And I was more depressed than I'd ever been. And um, I was like, I've got to figure this out because it's not about the way something looks. (laughs) And now one of the missions I'm on is I want to help people build lives that feel as good as they look, (laughs) that feel on the inside as good as they look on the outside. And so much of our pursuit is about curating what looks good. And then so often we find when we achieve that or we get it, it's then either we're on the hamster wheel of what's the next thing that I can acquire, what's the next thing, or we have that awakening moment where it's like, there's nothing outside me that can fulfill the thing in me that only I can feel. fill. And you mentioned at the very beginning of, of your story, this was about a journey into the heart for you, out of your mind and into your heart. Which also is really something connected heavily to the feminine. You're like, you're talking about so much of how um, we live in a masculine culture of doing, achieving, drive, et cetera. And you're talking more about the, the key that unlocked some of this for you was a softening into this compassionate, warm, feminine space. How did you make that connection? And what does that look like living and working and operating from your heart? as in a masculine world and as a business owner
2: yeah wow that's 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 gonna be a big one uh so how did i make that connection i made that connection by going into my past Mm. right and i started to realize that everything that i had designed in my life was based off of what i felt and experienced in my past Mm. so in my past What happened in my story was I never felt maternal love from my mother because she didn't know how to give it. Not that she didn't want to give it. She didn't know how to give it because she didn't receive it from her mother. Mm -hmm. And I didn't receive that from my father. Not because he didn't want to give it, because he didn't receive it from his father. And so I had like a double whammy, right? I had a, a, a father that was disconnected from his masculine and a mother that was disconnected from her feminine. So as their firstborn, I felt all of that energy, right? And so I felt the lack thereof as well, right? And so I can remember, Tori, honest to God, I probably was 13 years old and I wanted to get married. Hmm. Honest to God. I remember I was tw- 20, 21 years old. And while everybody else was out there, you know, hooking up and doing what they were doing, I was building my business and looking for a wife. Wow. And like why a 21 year old would be thinking about that at that time and if you're 21 years old, please don't be thinking about that right now, right? Because I got to tell you, you don't even know who you are yet. Mm-hmm. You have no idea who you are yet. And I didn't know that. I didn't really enjoy my life back then, you know? Yeah. But I realized that I was looking for that because I was looking for number one, significance. Because we are taught by society that there are certain little check boxes that you have to check off in order to be someone and be successful, you know, right now, you got to make a million bucks a year, right? So you got to get the money stuff on, on, on mm-hmm. site, right? You got to wear fancy clothes and be very, very glamorous. So you got to have the right purse, the right, the right, uh, sunglasses. You got to drive the right car. You got to do all those things. You probably got to date the superstar like you did the MLB <laughs> baseball player. Right. Cause that, that I means thought... I'm really successful. Right? right. Yeah. And, and then, and, and for me it was, and then you got to get married, Because if you're not married, especially growing up from a religious background, if you're not married, there's something wrong with you if you're not married, right? Right? And so for me, I had this program in my mind due to religion that there was something wrong with me if I wasn't married. And even if I made a lot of money and I was successful and I was a good human being, underneath it all, for crying out loud, I couldn't have sex Mm -hmm. because that would mean I was a sinner. So then what am I going to do? I got to get married. So that was the next little checkbox for me to check off. So sure enough, I got married. Was I in love? Absolutely not. I was in love with the idea of getting married. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, this happens to them because they're looking for life and love and success outside of them instead of inside of them, right? right? And so that was the first thing is that I had to look back and go, oh my God, I had this come to God moment or you know, whatever you want to call it, where I finally realized my entire life was built based off of a program a wound a, a pain that i felt when i was a little boy and it's what determined everything that i did up until this 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 day and then the second thing that you asked was like how do you do that how do you operate from a from in a in a, in a feminine in your heart in a very masculine world i'm going to answer that in two ways number 1 by disconnecting from the world you know i i couldn't tell you who won the latest baseball game? I couldn't tell you what's happening out there. I have no, I, I don't know what's going on out there. I I don't I don't wanna be a part of the matrix. I don't wanna be a part of the system. Mm-hmm. Because I wanna protect my heart, my soul, and my spirit, you know, and I wanna protect my energy. And so when you disconnect, it makes it way easier to just be your, your real authentic self because you're no longer moved by any of this stuff. And I know that's a little extreme for some people, but that's just that's just my story.
1: Sure. What are the characteristics of a man? Because I know that there are a lot of women that listen to this show, a lot of women that are single or in relationships and navigating relationship with a man. What are the characteristics of a man who has awakened and is connected to both their divine masculine and their divine feminine? Um, How does a man show up differently when they have connected to their heart?
2: Yeah. So the man that's connected to his divine masculine has vision, has purpose, knows what he wants, is a protector and is a provider. And yet at the same time, He is also connected to his heart, which is the feminine side of him, which means he is able to receive love from his partner, which is the hardest thing for most men to do because that requires vulnerability and a connection to their heart. He's able to receive love from life. He is able to settle down and be at home. And most importantly, that vision, that purpose, that drive will never be more important than his self, his life and the life of his partner and his children. That's what's most important because he feels both. He feels that responsibility and that vision. And yet he also feels the responsibility and the vision of being the provider and providing a safe, energetic space for his partner and his children to grow up into their versions of their highest self. And I think that's where we're missing right now, because if you look at, I'm going to say it like, I'm just going to say the truth. 95% 95% of men in the world today, there's no both That's because they haven't been taught both because they've actually been taught to be afraid of connecting to their heart, afraid of connecting to their emotions, of cra- afraid of crying. They're taught that that is gay and that that is weak, right? And right. yet the reality is you and I and every single one of our your listeners today, whether they're a man or female, before they came here to the third dimension, before they came to this planet, we were all the same. We were all one consciousness. We were all love. And so the journey of life is all about connecting again to the truth, which is the fact that we are all one, right? Here in the 3D world, what their plan is, is to is to show you the opposite, is to show you that you're different, mm-hmm. is to show you that you're different because somebody looks better or or you look better than someone else. It's to show you that you're different because you're a man or you're a woman. It's to show you that you're different because you make more money or less money than somebody else. It's to show you that you're different because of where you were born in the neighborhood that you grow up in. It's to show you that you were different because of the country that you live in and, and so forth and so on. And so the entire world is built on this notion of separation. Mm-hmm. And what's the truth? The truth is before any of that, you and I were walking around naked with no buildings, living in Mother Nature. Just as beautiful human beings, and that when when that happens, Tori, when we realize that that there's nothing different between you and I, and anything that I can become, you can become, and anything that we can achieve, any one of our listeners can achieve, when that happens and separation ends, that's when we will actually discover heaven on earth.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. so agree with you. I the book. Uh, a Return to Love by Marian Williamson, who's been on this show, really helped me to start to put, like, like to tangibly see and feel that in my life, and start to take a lot of what I knew from religion, and and parse it, like, peel it apart from the fear and the shame and and the dogmatic yeah. principles that it had it had been taught in, and mm-hmm. put it in a new container of love, and to see myself as part of that oneness is instead of seeing myself as separate and and that's i think that's the crux of it right we're all as much as we're human beings we're also spiritual beings we're like we're spiritual beings having a human experience but we identify first as human and we think that our human egoic consciousness is who we are and so the whole journey is about remembering who we right. were before that that's right right that's um you know i think One of the things I really care about and I want to provide people with is guidance and a roadmap to how we can – to bring this awakened consciousness into our lives, into our relationships, into our business. What can – because what you just described as a man who's connected to his heart and to his feminine as well as his divine masculine is balanced and whole. Yeah. and isn't looking for something to fill him outside of himself. And that's a big contrast to what we know and can see in dating culture today. Toxic masculinity is a yeah. big, you know, conversation, different figureheads on social media that that have a certain, you know, narrative or way that they talk about being a man and what it means to be a man. Yeah. Um what how do you define being a man? Because it's like, and when is that point that a, a boy becomes a man or a girl becomes a woman? Because there aren't like these initiations or these rituals that we go through that says, okay, now you're a man. Or is it because you're 18, you're a man? How, yeah. do you, how do you articulate that?
2: I think it's being immovable. I think it's being immovable, in, unimpressionable from anything outside of you. Um, I think it's knowing who you really are facing your fears. And when I say your fear story, I mean, in the depths of your heart and soul it's by puking and throwing up all of your anxiety and, and, and all of your negative emotions and, and discovering that everything you've ever wanted in life, you already have, and it's inside of you. Yeah. And I think that if you look at that definition of a man, I say this with all love, there's not too many men out there right now. Mm. There's not too many men out there right now. Because when you look at a lot of these people who, who, who are trying to define what it means to be a man and, and you know, if you look at it and, and if you look at, you know, uh, I, I don't like mentioning anybody, but if you look at it, there, there, there's a lot of pain in what people are saying. There's a lot of pain in what people are saying, and you can typically see pain in the need for attention because you could hear it and you could feel it, right? When a message is coming from someone's heart, the message is not about them or what the message can do for them. The message is for you. The message is because they have found something in their life that they desperately want for you to find and feel because it feels so good when you find it. Does, does that make sense? So it's it's yeah. no longer about this. It's no longer about which I've been there. It's no longer about, you know, like if I say this, more people are going to follow me and so forth. No, it's about, shit, man, life feels really good. Mm-hmm. Like and, an expression
1: of what's already inside yeah. you. It's just the overflow instead of a, strate- a, strategic, a strategic manipulation thing. to get you right? to like me.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, and then, and here's the second part because there's two parts to that, right? That's the first part. The first part is a man being whole and complete in the discovery of who he is. And as a result, who God is, because you can never know God, if you don't know yourself and you can never know yourself if you don't know who God is. And that means outside of what religion has taught us. Right. Right. Because anything you've been taught could be right, could be wrong. You don't know. You've just believed what you've been fed. Right. and That's deep. That's very profound for some people. Right? So then when the man has that and he is able to be self-sufficient financially, right? Financially. And I say this because it is an important part of our culture and it's an important part of our life, especially if you want to live a successful life. Right? If you want to live a happy life, if you want to travel the world, if you want to experience wonderful things, right? Number one, he's got to have life on his terms financially. Number two, he's got to have life on his terms in terms of his health, right? And number three, he's got to be connected to himself and to his heart. And when he's able to do those three things, he has mastered the three energies of life, which are money, food and health. And relational uh, interaction with a, with a uh, someone of the opposite sex relationship, intimate relationship. Well, when that man has this, then the second part of becoming a man happens. And that is when he, as a result of this, is able to hold space for a woman. Mm. Yeah. When that woman feels safe enough in his presence and in his energy, when she can finally stop being a man that to me, that's the definition of a man.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Because I'll tell you in today's world, you have men that are, and again, I've been there, so I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm telling you, literally, I can just describe myself. Mm-hmm. You have men who are so focused on becoming someone. You're fo- so focused on grinding and being relentless to get to this point in their life where they finally have made it. Right. But when your woman knows that she is not your priority and your woman knows that your priority is the success or the vision or the goal that you have, how can she ever feel safe? Hmm.
1: And what do, do you say to the ever... people who say, I pursue that for, I'm, I'm pursuing the goal or the money or whatever for her. So she can't be the priority right now because I'm, I'm trying to do this thing yeah. so that I can take care of her.
2: Yeah, that is 100% a cop Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. This is what men do men and they manipulate this. They manipulate this. And they'll say things like, you know, well, you want to spend more time with me because that's what women want. Women are in their heart want to spend more time, right? Mm -hmm. You want to spend more time with me? Well, you want a nice house, don't you? And you see, that's where the manipulation thing starts to come in, right? And then the woman goes, well, of course I do. But secretly, what she really wants, she doesn't give a shit. Cause a woman who is in her heart and is deeply in love with a man, she'll love him no matter what. Mm. Right. And you have probably felt that. And I am feeling what that feels like right now. Like my woman loves me no matter what I could literally sit there and she'll still love me.
1: Right. You don't have to perform for me.
2: I don't have to perform. So anything that I do, it's not for her. It's for my purpose. Right. It's for my purpose as a man. And my purpose and my being and my energy as a man is then able to offer her this safe space where she could find her purpose as a woman. Mm. And I'm telling you, I've seen this energy energetically happen where a woman that was in her masculine, I'm talking about beautiful, I'm talking about intelligent, I'm talking about sexy, I'm talking about great style, the whole thing, but in her masculine, Mm -hmm. guarded, Protected. No one's going to hurt me. Uh Uh-uh. This is the way things go. Uh Uh-uh, right? Just... It's the most beautiful thing you'll ever see because her life transforms and her life is able to transform because she finds safety in the one thing she's always wanted she's always wanted that masculine energy not that she needs it not that she needs it she wants it to be able to step into her feminine and when she's able to do that guess what she can go be successful as well she just doesn't have to anymore right
1: i ask myself and my my clients um this question a lot and i see the relief that it like immediately brings when someone considers this and it also makes me sad cuz i i Can sense how many people have never felt this before, which is what would you do and how would you show up in your relationships if you could afford to relax? If you believed you were so supported, so safe, so taken care of, like you what would you do if you could afford to relax? And there've been, I think most people live in such a hyper vigilant, high stress dysregulated state, they don't know what it's like to feel safe have no idea. in their own body, much less in their relationship
2: with a partner. That's right. And you know what the even bigger question is, Tori, what would you no longer have to do? Whew. Right. Yeah. Who would you no longer have to be? Right. Really think about that from the masculine and the feminine, from the man and the woman. Who would you no longer have to be? Who would you no longer have to show up as in the world if you finally felt safe? Mm -hmm. Tori, I wear a black T-shirt every single day. (laughs) That's all I wear. I just keep it simple. You know why? Because I spent so many years of my life with a custom tailored suit guy walking in here selling me a $2,500, $3,000 suit. And by the way, because I had to be The man, I couldn't buy one or two. I had to get three or four or five of them to match with my damn shoes and to match with the bracelet on the watch and to to do the for what? For my insecurity, that's for what? For my insecurity, that's for what? You know? And so I get to no longer be that guy, which means that all of that energy that I was investing. In looking a certain way, I can now invest into my future, into my partner, into my children, into my calling on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that's where men are so lost right now. Is they're being sold this vision that is outside of them to keep them from every discovering the truth, which is that everything they've ever wanted, it's right here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... To kind of bring this to a close, for women that are in relationship, and they're in relationship with a man, and they, you know, whether their man is pursuing personal development and is spending time, you know, with themselves and doing the self-discovery work or not, but just for women in general, because I I don't think we have enough time today to go into the other side of this, which I would love to do maybe in a future episode or something, but which is how can women support the awakening of the conscious man, whether we're in relationship or not?
2: Yeah. By becoming the awakening of the conscious woman. Yeah. Because you see what, what happens, Tori, is this, like, watch this. You ready? You want to get a little personal here? Sure. Okay. Describe the woman you were when you attracted the major league baseball player. Mm. I want you to really think about that.
1: Okay.
2: Right? And 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 as you're thinking about that, watch this. Sometimes we attract emotional unavailability when we are unemotionally uh, uh, emotionally unavailable ourselves.
1: Sure.
2: Right? Sometimes we attract that fame and that power when we don't feel really connected to ourselves and we need that as making us feel significant within ourselves, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? And so I say that because, and by the way, God bless you because it takes a lot of honesty and vulnerability to be able to share that. But that's, that's what I think helps heal people is, is, is that if they could see that in, in other people, then go, Oh my God, that's me right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so like attracts like Tori. Right. So, so it's not necessarily about the woman supporting the man in his journey. It's about the woman saying, listen, I love you with all my heart but I love me more. Mm -hmm. I love me so much that I'm willing to take a stand for me.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm willing to be clear with what I want in my life for me. The kind of life that I deserve, the kind of man that I deserve, the kind of feeling that I deserve to feel like, and I'm going to be honest, I have no idea how I'm going to get there, Mm -hmm. but I know I want it and I deserve it and i love you so much to be able to tell you right now in my own truth that this is what i want for my life and i would love for you to be there as well but i love me enough to be able to let you go if you're not the one and i'm okay with that
0: yeah
2: now watch watch you ready ready the right man guess what he'll do whoa ho, 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 ho. you ain't going nowhere hang on hang on what what did you say okay okay you You want me to connect to my heart. You want me to start like crying and feeling and talking about things. And like, okay, what do we got to do? Who do we got to go see? Who do we got to talk to? Who do we? Because I'm not going to lose you because you're the most valuable thing in my life. But you see, a man will never get there until the woman gets there within herself.
1: Mm-hmm. well, and you said the word one of the characteristics of being a man is being immovable. And I think that would be also translated into the woman here of saying, Whether you decide to join me or not, I am steadfast in what I know that I deserve and what my standards are. And I'm not going to negotiate those with you, no matter how much love I have.
2: That's right. That's right. And this is why so many people, and I'm going to say this, right? So many people are stuck in relationships where these relationships are filled with arguments and they are filled with negative energy. Why? Because no one has taken a stand. Hmm. No one has taken a stand to finally say, listen, I love you. I love you. And because I love you, I'm willing to let go for you. I'm willing to let go of my bullshit. I'm willing to let go of my story. I'm willing to let go of my defense Mm -hmm. because my defense and my guard is not more important than my love for you. No one is willing to cry and say that in the most vulnerable fashion possible. Mm -hmm. So guess what people would rather do. They'd rather stay in their cocoon and just fight for the rest of their lives. Fighting for what purpose? to defend the very thing that has them fighting.
1: Yeah. And I didn't even know that I could or know how to let go of those defenses until I got back into my body and back into my heart.
2: That's right.
1: Because until, yeah, I, and that happened through plant medicines and it happened through breath work and it happened through somatic work of getting back integrated into my heart and into my body. I didn't even have the awareness that I could do it differently, that I didn't have to live in that conflict space or that defensive space. And it requires, I think, on this is where people have to tap into the feminine because giving up your need to be right or your need to be, you know, protected requires you to soften and to soften requires you to be connected to that feminine energy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been a coming home process for me. and still continues to be. I was one of those hyper-masculine, but looked like it had. I had it all together, independent women, you know, and I was praised for it and I got celebrated for it. And we have a culture that's like, yeah, girl, go be a badass. Like, do uh-huh. your thing.
2: You'll be the boss babe. That's right.
1: Go do it. And then I realized mm, I, that's not serving me anymore, especially when it comes to calling in and being – and attracting the type of man that I say that I want, that's, right. that's going to require me to do some softening mm-hmm. and adjusting. And so, it goes both ways. But I agree, just having really clear standards and knowing really what am I willing, like what am what are my non-negotiables, and okay. calling someone forward and calling someone higher, or then saying, "Hey, I'm I'm letting you go," and for that sure. takes a lot of courage to do right. for sure. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, Danny. You are amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. I would love to continue this in the future, maybe talk about the other side of this in the feminine um, I mean, of energetics. But I know you're a busy man. I appreciate your time today. How can people learn more about what you're doing and stay connected with you? I know you have a big following online, but tell people where you're hanging out on social media and what you have going on that people can get uh, and become a part of.
2: Yeah, Instagram is uh, Danny Morell. That's D-A-N-N-Y-M-O-R-E-L. And um, I've got an awesome event that I wish people could, you'll never know until you experience it yourself, but I can, I can, I can proudly say that it's one of the most transformational three day experiences of a human being's life. And and, and that's my event awaken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I know people instantly in this world think you're trying to make a sale and it's, it's literally like do what you want to do, but just find a way to reconnect to your heart. That, yes. Cause, cause, cause when you do that, you will heal seven generations before you, seven generations in front of you and seven, seven people, the closest people to you just in your new energy. And that's what we do at that event is we spend yeah. three days doing that. So yeah. uh, if they want to find out about that, they can get, go to dannymorell.com backslash awaken.
1: Okay. You guys, all of that is in the show notes. So you know what to go do. Go scroll down. You can find all of Danny's information. And if you are listening to the show and you're like, that's me, I need to get out of my head. I need to get into my heart. This Awaken Experience is a three-day opportunity to immerse yourself in the practices of getting familiar with yourself and your heart and what it truly wants. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Thank you for being here. Is there anything else you want to share? Go for it.
2: Uh, The event is March 23rd to the 25th. Where do you live?
1: I live in Vegas.
2: You live in Vegas. It's a short flight to Austin. You're my guest. And and for anybody that wants to come, just type in. I'll, I'll have the team create a promo code, Tori Gordon. We'll give them a little discount.
1: For, uh, Let's do it. Cool. Hey, you heard it here first, guys. Awesome. Tori Gordon. Go check out danamorell.com slash awaken to so learn more. I love you. Thank you for yeah. being here. Thank you for being coachable. I'll see you next week on the Coachable Podcast. Thank you.